This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created and nationally celebrated from the uh, northwest to the southeast, this is uh, our Your Car Radio Show, online, on air, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where all Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl, Jen, who hates everything unless it's gas. Is that true? No. What? No, I don't hate everything. No, I thought you did. No, I just like horsepower. Uh, Yeah. uh, But... You don't like diesel because you think it smells. It's, no, it's not the smell. It's the loud. I don't like the loudness. Okay. You don't allow speakers in the studio either, do you? I love... What? See? I'm telling that this show is about truth. It's <laughs> about truth and honesty and you don't like gas, you don't like diesel and you don't like electric. I didn't say... I'd... And loud. Mm. And me. <laughs> I can't even answer all that See? at once. See, I tell the truth. I am not a hater. I tell the truth. I'm not a hater. What? I just dislike. Yeah, but but le- but the, the gas, diesel. No. no, you like gas. You I don't like-, like diesel. You don't like electric. You don't like me. So a packed show for you today. Uh, and I will tell you, we actually have an amazingly packed show for you. Uh, we have uh, the brand new uh, Chevy Tahoe diesel, which is one of the cars that I haven't actually got to drive. Uh, unusually, one of the vehicles I haven't got to drive. I do get to drive most of these vehicles uh, before they come out. But Perry Stern's going to be here to talk about that. Plus, a vehicle I went all the way to uh, drive in um, Michigan. The VW Taos or Taos. It's after a, uh, you know, like in England, I would pronounce it Taos, but uh, they like to pronounce it Taos here in America. You very clever Americans do. Uh, the VW Taos, it is, it will go up against something like the Nissan Kicks, um, but the N- Nissan Kicks and I think the uh, XC30 from Mazda, uh, this vehicle, I have to say, I get very uh, excited about new vehicles that are absolutely unbelievable when it comes into their class. And this is one. I've been looking for a new vehicle for my parents uh, to drive because they have a black Labrador puppy. And this is the size of a vehicle that I have never seen that is low enough to get the, the puppy into without them struggling. And they're nearly 80 years old. And the size of the vehicle to get them in is absolutely astounding. But on top of that, the vehicle is um, got such strong trunk space and rear view, uh, rear seat space that it blew me away. We're going to have Mark Gillies on from uh, from the station there. And uh, also, um, they have, um, I would say, really, really amazing tires on this. Usually when you get a, an entry-level market vehicle, you uh, you don't get a vehicle that has Pirelli Scorpions on it. And I was like, this vehicle starts at twenty two thousand dollars. But I'm gonna save all that for when we get to to that in the show. And then the other vehicle uh, that I want to talk about is the F one fifty Lightning today on the show. If you have seen this, it's the new Ford F one fifty electric truck, and maybe 
this is the first vehicle that um, Jen might actually buy that's electric, is the F-150 Lightning. Would you consider it now? Now we have a truck that's electric. Would you consider it? I would consider it. Because it starts at under $40,000. It does 300-mile range. It can power your house for three days. It has a frunk, a front trunk. Mm -hmm. It has 11 electric ports at the back. So, you know, your dad could power all his power tools from it. Um, and it has all the other things for an F-150. The only thing it doesn't have is the bow tie on the front, which you like on your trucks. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you're not that married to having bow ties. He doesn't have to have a it bow tie. It doesn't have to have a bow tie. But. That's it. It doesn't have to, but I'm not being specific. But it's it's a nice truck and starting front and forward. And that's before, it depends on what state you live in. But if you live in Oregon, for instance, and you earn under a certain amount, you could get up to another $5,000 off. That's before the federal tax credit. So you could actually technically get another $12,500 off that. Now, it's the starting price before tax and delivery, under $40,000, $39,974. So technically, you could drive away for this this vehicle in around $25,000 at the base rate. It's really good. But that's the 230-mile range without the extended range. That's still pretty good. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of I got a lot of haters on Facebook. By the way, our Facebook uh, video did... Um, over one one million views. We're almost up to one point one million views at ourautoexpert.com. Surprise! Didn't expect that. That's my most viral video of all time. Um, why are you you frowning? Was there another video that went more viral? I I thought your uh, yes. I thought the Ferrari one was pretty close to that. No, no, I didn't do over one point one million. I mean, in it under close. not it was under seven days. Did over it did over a million in under seven days. Well, that's good news. <laughs> um, it's by the way, it'll be the only time it ever happens in my life. Just just letting you know. Um, so it did amazingly um, in such a short time. Uh, if you want to see it, you just go to uh, Facebook and you can go to our auto expert O U R A U T O E X P E R T um, to see the video, and uh, maybe we get a one point one million sometime. Uh, and we put a we put a boost on it. Um, just to help it a little bit, but we put like three hundred, less than three hundred and fifty dollar boost on it, and less than a quarter of the views were from the boost. Which everyone's like, "Oh, you paid?" No, it was less than a quarter of the, the views of the boost. Like so, over seven hundred and fifty thousand of the the views are all organic, and we put a boost on there too to just try and get into different groups with the truck owners so they could actually see it. Um, we got a lot of you know the typical hater people on there from tesla going well um you <laughs> tesla has eighteen thousand charging stations so well, at least this one looks like a truck yeah anyway it says <laughs> tesla has eighteen thousand charging stations so i'll stick to my model why thank you and, and i said well first of all ford have access to sixty thousand charging stations so they have three times as many and uh this costs less than your model y starting price so Good and luck. It's a truck. Yeah, it's a truck. So good luck with that. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the Tesla Cybertruck. I hope. You, no, good, good for you. It, you know that it's built built in the, the Austin. Pyramid. It, it's being built. <laughs> no, I mean, look that. Some people it has three motors. This only has two. So maybe that's a better truck for you. And it's being built in Austin. Uh -huh. You know, but the Austin factory may be two years away from being completed. So, if that's important, wait for this. This will be delivered. The first ones will be delivered in spring 
2022. Um, we don't have any stats or delivery on the Cybertruck. It could be a much better truck. And, and I think if you need, if you want to wait, that's great. You can put your $100 deposit down on this truck now and it's refundable. You don't have to have the truck. So I'm just saying, I mean, there are, there are opportunities. So there are lots of opportunities. I still like my big engines. I know. But I'm this bad. is the whole point. I know. The whole point is Ford still make a diesel, a gas, and a hybrid truck. You can have whatever suits you. Uh-huh. You don't have to have the Lightning. I know. They still make all of their other great trucks, and they haven't said they're going to stop making them. Good. Chevy have said they're going to stop making their gas trucks. Yeah, well, there's so. a few other brands I like. So, well, I'm just saying. 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 Good for you, Nick. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not going to blow all this lightning <laughs> stuff right now. There's still much more to go. Mike Cadell is joining us today. He's the other half of our auto expert. We're going to talk about the tech and the Escalade, which he's pretty impressed with. Also going to be talking about the uh, Hyundai Sonata. He, uh, he said this is the only vehicle in its class that has the same tech as BMW, Mercedes, Toyota, and Honda. Uh, which is quite a mishmash of different trucks. And uh, also, we're going to talk about some of uh, the things that are being deleted out of Tesla cars. There is no radar in the Tesla vehicles, which is kind of interesting. So um, that's very interesting. Um, They're deleting them out of new deliveries. And then uh, what news is coming up? Plus, um, Patrick McKenna is going to join us from Mini. He's uh, the big cheese of Mini, a really good friend of mine too. I love this guy. Um, Mini Electric was at Amelia Island and in Florida, which just happened, a big auto show, mostly classic cars, but they had the theme of electrics this year. And there was Mini right between um, some things like uh, Lucid and all these amazing electric cars and yet screaming attention that Mini got. And there was people just drooling over the stands and everything from 16-year-olds to 70-year-olds were just all over this car. And I can't tell people enough about Mini Electrics. If you've driven it, you have to drive it because there's no experience like driving the Mini Electric. It's like a legal Mm go-kart. And if you love, if you've ever been on a go-kart track and Mm -hmm. had a thrill, please go just test drive the Mini Electric because it will blow your mind. It's so much fun. It's absolutely so much fun. fun in general. It doesn't have to be electric. They're just great little cars. They are. I mean, all four wheels are at every corner. And that's what makes them. I mean, it's honestly, it's like a legal go-kart. I come, uh, I become a bit of a dingbat. When, yeah, no, when I drive a (laughs) Mini, I'm a bit of a dingbat. You just got to be careful. Um, Just in Minis? Are you sure? (laughs) More of a dingbat when I drive Minis. Plus, hey, I'm going to be trading in my BMW uh, 330e electric, uh, my hybrid electric plug-in BMW, and I want want a suggestion of what to get next, another BMW. So I'm trying to decide between the M8 and the M440 convertible. Um, What do you think? Convertible all the way. You see... Like, but, but I don't know, my spouse doesn't like to have the top down, so I would have to have it up all okay, the time. Okay, so okay, so the dogs wouldn't love it. Your yeah, but spouse. How wouldn't often love it. do I go out with the dogs without my other half? The rain wouldn't love it. No, and and you know we do live in in places where it rains quite a lot. So there's your answer. M8. Yeah. If I get the M8, you know it's because of you, right? It's fine. As long as I get to <laughs> Says drive it. Says it's fine. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, that, that, I want to talk to Perry about the uh, Chevy Tahoe diesel. Got that coming up. You okay with that? I've not driven it. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Uh, this is Our Auto Expert. The website is same, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows. Uh, you can also find great videos and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. He writes for MSN Autos and Our Auto Expert. His name, Perry Stern. He joins us to talk about the brand new Chevrolet uh, Tahoe diesel. The, Perry, by the way, we usually get to drive similar vehicles, but uh, you trumped me on this one. I've never actually been inside the Duramax turbo diesel of this vehicle. So how is it? Is it everything you dreamed of? It is quite impressive, I have to say. Uh, it's You get all the luxury you get with the Chevy Tahoe. It happened we had the High Country Edition, which comes with pretty much everything. Um and you pay for it. It retailed for about $80,000. But this is a very but, specific audience, right? I mean, this this is the audience that's looking for a high-end, long-distance, you know, high-torque vehicle to tow a bunch of stuff, maybe uh, cross-country, right? Exactly. I mean, the most impressive thing is that this big, you know, three-row SUV, and it's, you know, it, it can haul a lot. With no trailer attached or anything, we were averaging about 23 miles per gallon which for a vehicle this size is amazing. Uh, But we also towed a a Lance 1475 uh, travel trailer, which weighed, you know, gross vehicle weighed about 3,700 pounds, and the diesel barely knew there was anything back there. Right. It's... You know, Jen is Jen is afraid. I think somewhat of diesels because she remembers diesels of twenty years ago that were smelly and loud. And it's the loudness, the smelly. Yeah, but but I don't think they're they're like that. They're not like that anymore, are they? No, not at all. Even cold starts. I mean, you can tell it's a diesel. Just has a different sound to it, but it's none of that. You know, clack 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 sound. You know, I remember growing up when Cadillac actually put a diesel in. I think it was the Seville. not really sure what the hell they were thinking, but um, <laughs> they, it, it, uh, it sounded like a big semi-truck starting up when they, the thing would start up. It was hilarious. But, no, this diesel, very quiet, very smooth. You know, the power comes on so easy. And even pulling the trailer, I mean, we pulled it over Snoqualmie Pass, you know, here, which is, you know, a decent climb. And we still averaged about 16 miles per gallon, even pulling a camper. And that's pretty good. The that's and there's really no, good. There's no smell, is there? Because they have ammonia spritzer now, and they they've filtered all that sort of stuff out many years ago. It's a it's a clean diesel, no question. Um, and so it's and it's almost a no brainer. I mean, yes, it does cost a bit more for the diesel engine, uh, the, but the the diesel powertrain adds about fifteen hundred dollars onto the price of the vehicle, but. The fuel economy is so good. You don't have to worry about hauling. I mean, I think the vehicle we were driving uh, had a total 8,000-pound towing capacity. So, you know, the camper we were pulling was half that. And, it, you know, we were able to, going uphill over the passes, pass slower trucks with no problem at all. 
I think nobody has probably done a diesel hybrid because you've got two premium uh, fuel sources or two premium powertrains that you tend to have to pay extra for it. And the, the cost would be just so high, wouldn't it? There's been some diesel hybrid concepts, I think, but um, it's an interesting idea because you get so much torque with the diesel engine and you get more torque with an electric motor. Um, you can have a torque monster. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, in theory, it's really great, but uh, I think the way things are going that people have sort of uh, shied away from it. Now, this, of course, has the turbo in it. So how is it accelerating? Does it, you know, you have a, a horrible lag or does it pick up pretty well? No, there's no lag. It's It just takes off, you know, whether there's a you know trailer behind you or not. Uh, acceleration is good. I mean, it's it's not a sports car. I mean, you're still driving a big truck, um, but it's strong off the line. No one's going to be complaining that you're going too slow. Uh, and, you know, the, the nice thing is, you know, if you want to carry a lot of people, even the third row, I mean, I've gone and sat back in the third row seat, and it's not really much of a penalty box as, you know, it used to be. Uh, there's actually leg room. There's USB ports back there. You know, there's uh you know it's it's not such a bad place if you have to sit now uh, neither, and of course the, the vehicle we had had the entertainment system also which oh yeah. you know would made it even more entertaining now neither your family my family or jen's family are, are tall folk so how is it getting in and out of this because it's truck size it is but it has uh running boards that are retractable so when you open the door the running boards come out it's just an easy step up uh so it's and and it's probably, very simple. Probably grab handles too. I'm guessing. There, there are, there are. But I have to point out one of the coolest things about towing with this is they have a whole line of tow apps built into the camper or built into the Tahoe rather. Uh, so it has camera views that can actually view looking down directly on the trailer hitch. So hooking up the trailer is a one-person job. I was able to do it with no problem on my own. Uh, using the cameras. Once you plug in the lights, you know, the plug in the power, you can push a button and it will cycle through all of the lights so you can go check them yourself. You don't have to yell back and say, you know, left turn signal, right turn signal to see if they're all working. Love it. So it's it's set up to be able to do everything on your own. And you're a, you're a fairly new towing family, so probably all of that stuff is makes life a lot easier for you. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's really nice to be able to do all of that. Uh, just one less thing to worry about. All right, so let's talk about price and availability. So availability, I mean, you can order these. I don't think there's any uh, rarity to them, uh, but it isn't cheap. Uh, like I said, this is the this was the uh, four wheel drive high country, which is the top level trim you can get in the Tahoe lineup. So it fully loaded uh, with the diesel was eighty thousand seven hundred ninety dollars. Yeah, and again, you are paying for top-of-the-line premium, and I'm sure you can get them much cheaper if you get a less uh, less high trim level and less and less sort of, uh, get, you know, you get a gas engine. Well, uh, where, can we I mean, read, where can we read your article about this? Well, you can read it up on msn.com or on our auto expert or on autonxt.net. Excellent. Perry, it's everywhere you want to be. Everywhere you want to be. I like that. Maybe we'll start using that as a tagline. <laughs> Perry Stern, it's always a, very much of a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, Perry writes, of course, for MSN Autos and uh, OurAutoExpert.com as well. It's nice to have you on the show. Coming up on the show, got lots more uh, coming your way. You can find out plenty of stuff, including 
about this new Taos, the brand new VW, smallest member of their SUV family that is causing waves everywhere. That's on Our Auto Expert next. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. The radio show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a new conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just messages at Our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily, and 1 million Americans have watched our Ford F-150 Lightning video, which is quite a feat. Um, the most viral video I've ever had in my life. Probably the only one, too, if, uh, if I'm sure things go the way in my life. Wow, oh, way to me. think positive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just call me negative Nelly today. Uh, I, you know, I, I can always say that VW have made some uh, very cool cars along their history. I mean, they've got some great historic cars like the Beetle, um, the Golf, um, the, the VW bus. I just I remember when I was working morning shows at another radio station, we had one of our interns drove a VW bus. It was breakdown every time he came down the hill <laughs> to the radio station. It was old. I mean, was it, it was in the 70s? Old. It was a 70s bus, yeah. Yeah, 60s or 70s bus. And, um, you know, it would break down, and he had a wrench, a screwdriver, and a hammer, and he used to fix it every time he got to the station, and he would drive <laughs> it home. It was quite hilarious, really. I mean, something would go, and he'd you know, have a water pipe or something in the back. And I think that was the beauty of those things, because they were just fixable. Mm-hmm. It was was just fixable. Um, it was a great thing about them. I mean, and just you know, the bug was just such a great iconic car. Yeah. And recently, I mean, they've always been good cars. Definitely for the money to recommend, they've always been good cars. And, and recently, they've well, the just, Jetta has what been a number yeah, one seller and, for and, them for a long and time. And Anton Warman and I have also had this discussion. I mean, uh, the last couple of years, the 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 Jetta has been the one car he said for the money. The amount of tech that you get in the Jetta has been hands down the best value, he says, on the market. And yeah. Anton's a cheapskate. <laughs> you have no idea. This is a guy that's, and I'm sure he doesn't care me saying so, but he's oh. made millions of dollars through his investment. He started with nothing. I mean, he was just like a poor street kid in, in Sweden. And he made millions just by educating himself. I mean, he's a really he's clever a very guy. very smart man. And um, and he's but he's the biggest cheapskate you ever met. He never buys any options on his car, and he buys <laughs> the cheapest thing he can. Um, and uh, he always lives where he doesn't have to pay any tax. You know, he lives in the yeah. states now where he doesn't have to pay any tax. Um, it is quite funny, really. Um, but he uh, he says hands down the Jetta is the, the car that you get the most value for ever. So recently, VW have come up with two vehicles that have absolutely floored me and I think are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And the ID4 is one of them. And the other one is this new one called the Taos and or the Taos. I like to call Taos. It, I like to call it Taos, but it's Taos. Taos. In my TV piece that uh, is on ourautoexpert.com, you can watch it right now. Did you say it right in I that? said it both ways, uh-huh. just to appease the international community and the American community. Oh, okay. we have watchers all over the world, you know, Jen. Yeah, it's Taos. It's Taos or Taos, depending on where you live. Um, so, I mean, Americans who live in the city call it Taos. Right. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> I drove it here today to the studio, and it's really, really, really nice. VW, I talked to um, the gentleman who put it together and who was really head of the project, um, 
And he really made some amazing decisions. I mean, he went to the bosses at VW and said, look, I want a vehicle that starts around $22,000 and I want to put all this stuff in. They said, not going to happen. They designed a brand new 1.5 litre engine in it. And the technology in the engine is some stuff you'd get from Porsche. I mean, it's a long, thin uh, engine, a 1.5 litre. They sprayed the same materials on the inside to get the high compression, high heat turbo out of it that uh you know they, they use in porsche engines huh? they it, the turbo is amazing the engine is amazing you get so much response out of it it's so powerful yet it's just a 1.5 liter well and you it's also 1.5 liter and it feels like a two liter in there well not only that you have the option of all-wheel drive which a lot yeah. of people don't right all-wheel drive right and the space the packaging they've done in it I mean, you look at some competitions like the XC30 and the Kicks, it doesn't feel like there's as much space in them as there is in this. Yeah. The package they've done is amazing. And my parents are looking for a replacement for their CX-5. And this is a class smaller and it has more room on the inside than their CX-5, which is, and they have trouble getting in the back of their CX-5 because they're nearly 80. And they have a Labrador puppy that can't get in the back of their CX-5 and just, just refuses to. <laughs> and so they, you know, they're 80 year old, folks trying to lift a Labrador puppy who's probably weighs about 70 pounds yeah, it's gonna say. in the back of their vehicle. Um, and it has low floor, you know, it has re loads of space in the back. I think not far off 40 inches of space in the back, 39 point something. And the trunk space is absolutely huge. It is. Um, and the tech on the inside is great. And the thing I love about it more than anything else is that there, you know how you have adaptive cruise control, lane departure warning, and you have to usually turn on the adaptive cruise control. Then you have to set your speed, then set your distance, um, and then sort of set all the different things that you want, you know, your your all those different things that you want on those. It there is a single button on the steering wheel. Then this is genius. I know. Genius. There's a single button on the steering wheel, and when you press it, it just sets everything as you have it. It sets all those things as you have it. And you just, I just took my, I showed you, I took my mm -hmm. hands off the steering wheel, I hit it, and it kept the distance I was from the car in front, the speed I was actually going, it set it at, and it set me in the lane where I was, and it just kept going. And you could only keep your hands off the steering wheel for a few Thir seconds. Yeah, we tried it, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, it was less than that, probably. Yeah. But And before it asked me to put them back on. Yeah. But it just, set it where I was and just kept going and I'm like it's just pure genius one button and everything was done instead of hitting like a sequence of two three four five buttons depending on what you wanted to do and I thought why hasn't anybody else thought of this it was <laughs> such a strain and plus you got a vehicle that starts around $22,000 and it's got a panoramic sunroof uh -huh. a great big sunroof that goes across all I mean and this isn't you know it starts around 22 goes all the way to about 32 and the amount of amenities in there, uh, the only like, the things that I don't like about yeah. it, there's two things I've found so far. Well, you didn't like the fact that the passenger seat is manual. Yeah. And the, you don't like VW seats. You say they're uncomfortable. No. But you don't like a lot of seats in cars. <laughs> God, I sound like such a hater. <laughs> well, you are really, aren't no, you? No, it's just, um, they're just very uncomfortable. They're really but you have seats, you have cushions in your truck. I do. So I have a bony butt. All right, so, we'll just leave that there. Yeah, just, just leave it, it right, right there. there. We're going to move away from that right now. <laughs> just keep it right there. Jen, Jen, Jen <clears> has so a movie, but moving on. <laughs> um, so and that's the one thing that you don't like about it. Right. The only thing that I don't like about it is that 
Um, we talked a bit about Perry with us a little bit. I am. I used to be five foot four. I'm suspicious that I'm not that tall anymore as I get a little older. Shrinking, sad but true. Uh, my parents are suspiciously shorter than I am now. They used to be about the same height. They think they're still um, taller than me, though. Are they? I think so. Oh yeah, you are shorter than me, aren't you? I forgot all about that. Four eleven um, and three quarters. Remember? Four eleven <laughs> and three quarters. And that's in boots. Yes, no, just kidding. It is. Um, so, but you could reach the. Um, I just stand on my tiptoes to right. reach the handle. So the tailgate, when it goes up, it's hard to reach to mm -hmm. shut, and it doesn't have an electronic close. And it's not adjustable. Right. And I'm sure we could probably find an aftermarket. Rob's frowning because, Rob, how, how tall are you? You're, you're six foot, six something, about six yeah, foot. Yes, he'd, he'd have he'd no have, problem. No problem. But you'd have an enjoyable time in the back seat because there's so much room. Oh. And the front seat. Yeah, I mean, it's, it would easily sit a six foot person. Yeah, Italians look at trunks completely different. And I, I think you could fit like three people back there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did get in the trunk. I did get in the up, trunk. Mm -hmm. um, which was quite funny it said it was very comfortable back there <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not sure you'd want to really sleep back there but um well yeah it was i mean it has it has all of the iq drive stuff in it has the intelligence crash response you know it has the emergency buttons it does the communications mm -hmm. it has apple carplay android auto and, and c and, and i all ports yeah, uh, that's the other thing that's a little bit annoying, but it won't be in a few years. So it does have the USBs, and I actually I found something else too. It does have the <laughs> USB Cs only, two in the front, and only one, one in, in the, the back. back. But to be honest with you, how many people use it in the back? I mean, you if you have kids, and this is not really a car you're going to buy if you have kids. You might have Good. smaller kids. If you have smaller kids. You probably will. There's so much leg room, though. There is so much leg okay. room. They might have found an issue with that. But there's one USB-C in the back. Yeah. But you could always get a divider. A splitter? A splitter. Yeah, yeah splitter. Yeah. You could always get a splitter for USBs. In the back. But they only have USB-Cs in the back. They do have, um, uh, you know, the old cigarette adapter. Yeah, but they could take turns charging. Yeah, so there's USB-C, <laughs> only one in the back. And there's two in the front, and there's Cs. Right. And I know we're all changing to USB-Cs. Right. But we're not quite there yet. And we that's still... good for VW. They're looking forward. Yeah, they are. Mercedes do the same thing, though. Yeah. They're USB-Cs. I think the Germans are all doing that. And that's a cheap adapter. Uh, but, uh, you know, I bought the cables which have the uh, the both on each end. I just went, and they were only yeah. like $3 more. Yeah, so um, see? So you can buy them already. But it'd be more uh, expensive to replace that panel and get it fixed in the vehicle. So, see, they're moving forward. Uh, you hurt my head now. <laughs> um, and it, it's it's just a really really nice vehicle. I mean, you should go test drive it. And I think they're they're just about to arrive in dealers really oh, soon. You did not like the floor mats. No, I did like the floor. Oh, mats. you did. What was the yeah. other thing you didn't like? Because I love the floor. Just mats. the one charger in the back oh. and the fact they're seized. And I love that. No, color. I love the floor mat. Yeah, they've got oh they've got some real they've got a really bright blue. You got it on there. You see on the screen a really really bright. I could go on for hours. I know. This is one of the best cars they've come up with. They've done really good at making small, sporty sedans and hatchbacks. Why couldn't they do it for an SUV? And they have. And, yeah. It's really, and a good price point. At starting at 22, going up to about 32. Yeah. I hate to go on about it, but it's a really good car. I can recommend it with my wholeheartedness. So if you're looking for something the size of a Nissan Kicks, the size of a Mazda CX-30, that sort of thing, it comes with my wholehearted recommendation. Go test drive that thing. All right, we've took electric minis coming up. It's all small cars today. That's coming up on our Auto Experts. Stand by. Here we go.
You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles. This is our Auto Expert radio show where 2 million listeners get their automotive news daily. So here's a tip for you. If you ever decide to go down to Florida in the sunshine and you wear shorts for the first time in the season... And you put suntan lotion on you or uh, sunblock, I guess it's called now. Yes, yeah, sunblock. Dating, I'm dating myself, aren't I? Suntan no, tanning lotion. lotion is different. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, as kids, we just called it tanning lotion. Mm. And when you put sunblock on, <laughs> don't forget the back of your legs. Can you see? Look, this is a week after. Do you see how red they still are? Yeah, and you're you're pretty white anyways. Yeah, thanks for Fair, that. Yeah. Thanks for that. So you're kind of like. I'm white as they come. Yeah. Um, yeah, I missed the back of my legs. And uh, there you go. Sizzle boy now. You could have cooked bacon on the back of my legs, I can tell you right now. Um, so <clears throat> Amelia Island happened. Uh, it was pretty amazing. It's the first big auto show of the year. And the theme, uh, part, part of the themes, there was many themes, but one of the themes was electrics. And the first electric car ever was there, an 1895 uh, vehicle. And it was originally the top half was a horse and an old horse carriage, and the bottom half was an electric vehicle, um, and it was quite interesting to see. But wasn't Hudson Electric the first? It was sort electric of, yeah, car, something like that. But there was something there that got a lot of wows, and that was the electric Mini. Oh yeah, I bet the, the Mini SE. And Patrick McKenna is from Mini. He's joining us. Uh, so Patrick, uh, we already knew you and I knew how great the uh, new um, electric Mini was, but you had a lot of fans at your stand. Indeed. Great to be with you. It was great to be outdoors with thousands of people, minimal mass, so it felt like getting back to normal. And what was really cool is getting to drive the Mini uh, up to the reviewing stand, and I was in between a Lucid Air, which is a a new $77,000 car. Right. And behind me in my rearview mirror was a Porsche Taycan Turbo, another electric car. That's 150000 And I was super proud to be in a car that cost $29,900. And then you have federal tax credits. Yeah. So I think it's like the democratization of the EV in this car that we have. It, it's really it's affordable for everyone. And I think a lot of people don't realize, too, that that after you've applied those federal tax credits, depending on where you live, and Oregon is a great example of that, if you earn under a certain amount, you can apply another $5,000 to that. So that's, that's you know, you're getting 12500 off of that vehicle. Uh, which, yeah, and then you're below, yeah, below 20000 And then yeah. you can factor in fuel saving. Yes. Which can be significant over, over several years. And then you haven't even factored in the fact that you can drive like a go-kart maniac. So, you know. So it's an electric, it's an electric go kart. I love the fact that you had sixteen year olds who are just planning on buying this car as soon as they were able to, and you had seventy year olds at the stand which were already fans of the brand and and were so excited. It was so exhilarating to see so many people who were big fans and they knew very little about the Mini Electric, but they were already fans before they got to the stand. And the teenagers, what we found is they are the most demanding. They walk around the car and they're they're telling you what their demands are. Um, so 
I have hope for our younger generation coming up. <laughs> millennials. <laughs> I guess they're, they're not, we're out of the millennials rage now, I guess. They're, yeah, it's, it's nice to see the fact that you've sort of thought about many of those things already. Um, and a lot of their demands have already met in, in the vehicle too. Um, it was nice to see that the things that they want are, a lot of the times are on the vehicle um, already. Yeah, it's nice to see that they that they know what they want. So they're like that's that's also part of them being demanding. But it's interesting. A few months ago, we were talking about the the fact that our next generation of minis will be leather free, and there has been outpouring of support from younger people because I think that's something that's really important to them. And uh, so that's where it's always interesting as a car company to see you know, what messages really resonate with, with younger buyers. Yeah. And the other thing I think that you've done really well is that you've given us a mini and it's still a mini that's electric and you haven't sort of gone off and invented something completely different that it's still got all the characteristics of a mini and it's still a mini and there's a mini that people buy minis cause they love minis and you still gave us a mini, but you just give us, and you give us mini driving uh, characteristics and it still has all the things that we love about a mini but it's just powered differently. Yeah, and, and, you know, our number one reason for purchase and always has been is fun to drive. And this car has a lower center of gravity, as you know, so it keeps you even firmer uh, on the ground, but it's fun. It's like a, we were saying, a street-legal electric go-kart, two-stage regenerative braking, which means one-pedal driving, which is also very fun uh, and economical, but it's, yeah, I think its driving characteristics make it unmistakably mini. So do you think uh, there's going to be a shortage now that all these uh, young people have decided to buy them? Because uh, I, I saw a lot of people uh, making notes about uh, purchasing these vehicles. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where the market really goes. You know, that even... I tend not to talk about pickup trucks working for many, but even seeing, you know, 70,000 uh, deposits on on a brand new Ford F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck is a really interesting move, uh, like just, just as an indicator of where the public perception is going. So I'm really excited for an electric future. Uh, I think there's a lot of benefits. Uh, I think people are going to love driving these cars. And you really have to get behind the wheel to believe how good it can be. That That is probably the most important thing because it doesn't – I've explained this to hundreds of people. And then when they actually get behind it, they say, "What well, everything you told me was, was right. But I, I didn't understand until I got behind the wheel. And that's, that's the one – that's the check mark. You've got to get behind the wheel before everything we're telling you is is realistic. The fun to drive doesn't make any sense until you sit in the driver's seat and put your foot down on that get on the electric pedal. I guess we have to call it the accelerator now. I can't call it a gas pedal, <laughs> but the accelerator, because that's the big change. The big change in everything we're telling you is put your foot down on the accelerator and you'll understand that fun to drive feeling. And you've probably experienced that with people that have gone into it the first time, haven't you? Yeah, it's that instant power delivery. And it, when you look at the specifications for a car in black and white and how fast it goes from zero to 60, nothing prepares you for, for the visceral feeling you get 
when you press on that accelerator and then you get that instant power, that instant torque. Yeah. And, and that's where, I, that's why I say more than anything, you have to experience it yourself. First hand. Uh, you know, to really, to understand what, what, what it is we're trying to communicate here. Absolutely. Patrick McKenna, it's always great to have you on the show. Thanks for um, all of your time down at Amelia Island in Florida. And it was great to see the electric mini right there on the stand. And it's always great to drive it. We'll look forward to having you on our Auto Expert again soon. More to come on the show. Stand by. Here we go. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Of course, this show is locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. It's the World's Car Radio Show. If you have a throttle, you will feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen, who hates diesel and hates electric. Yeah, but... But... But what? But okay, this truck- is this the point. Is this the point where you you make a retraction? Yeah, you know, the more I look at this vehicle and pay attention to the specs, and I'm like, wow. Is that the key word? Pay attention. Yes, I guess so. I don't know. We're talking about the Ford F one fifty Lightning, the yes. new truck that was announced by Ford last week. And just to bring you up to speed, my uh, partner in crime on television, Mike Quidell, mm-hmm. and I. Um, we managed to talk Ford into allowing us to do the broadcast reveal on the Thursday. So at 9.30 p.m. Pacific's, uh, sorry, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, the vehicle was unveiled to the world. And then the next morning, um, we convinced Ford to let us have the truck, kind of stole it and put it in a warehouse in Michigan and uh, and had all the broadcast stations join us to um, to show them the, the the vehicle much under the eye of Ford security. Who, oh, I'm uh, sure who showed up and they had someone there that said, "You can't say this. You can't say this." We didn't get to drive it. Uh, that was the one thing everyone asked us: Did you get to drive it? No, we weren't allowed to drive it. We actually weren't even allowed to see it being brought into the Did studio. Did you get to sit in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to sit okay. in it. We got to play with it. Okay. Uh, we got to turn it on, like you know, hit the button, mm-hmm. but we weren't allowed to put it in gear. Um, and we and they told us it was a full working model. We just weren't allowed to move it um, because it was a prototype. Yeah, I was going to say one of them. No, that's not true. The first one was a prototype. The second one was a real truck. We had two. We had one the day before where we rehearsed and we made a video with. Uh, which is the video which is online. But does it have all its crash testing and all that on it? Probably I, not. I wasn't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, that's um, probably why you weren't allowed crash to. Crash testing takes a long time. So. Well, hi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's just, <clears throat> let's just talk about some of the facts with this truck. All right. So it is an all-electric truck. Um, you know, Chevy will do a Silverado version of it. Um, you know, GMC have the Hummer version coming later this mm-hmm. year. Which I can't wait to um, see. The, well, the Chevy one uh, we haven't seen yet. We've seen the right. Hummer version. You know that's out already, and we've seen versions of it. it does the yeah, but crab not in walk. person. Um, no, I've been invited, yeah. but I've not been able to go see it yet. That's just you. I'm um, talking me. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> well, you haven't seen this either in person. No, I haven't. A lot um, of people haven't seen this yet. Yeah, besides very your video. Few people. 
Uh, so let's talk a little bit about it. Okay. Some of the statistics. Um, it's going to go zero to sixty in the mid four second range. They haven't actually given us numbers, but we've heard four point five, which is a second faster than the Raptor does right now. That's pretty good. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. That's very impressive. Um, this is just one of four engine platforms that will be available. They'll still do the hybrid, which is the power boost, which I was driving while I was in Michigan. They will still do the gas. Uh, in its different engine configurations, and they will still do the diesel. So this may be not the truck for you, but they will still offer those other versions of the truck. Seriously, 563 horsepower? That's yes. what they're... and 775 pounds-feet of torque. Well, maybe Hello. it is the truck for me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. With 1,000 uh, pounds of towing capacity. No, 10,000. Oh, that's what I meant, 10,000. 10,000 pounds of towing, 2,000 pounds of bed, payload i don't have anything that heavy <laughs> just get a bunch of your friends together 10 you know, 20 <laughs> 20 girls in the back 15 girls in the back depends on how many yeah <clears throat> anyway two of my friends um <laughs> so friends really you right now. <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke my friends aren't that big <laughs> um not many of them uh so so it's considerable the the stats are considerably large on this they're yeah. considerably large. So that, that those are the first those are the basic information. Now range, which is always something. First of all, I should put a caveat in here, and this is very important. Ford designed this truck with all of the things that they knew that Americans would want and that would people would dog them about. They looked at what Tesla owners were going to be asking for in a truck. They knew that Ford owners would be asking in a truck, that Chevy owners, that Ram owners would be asking for in a truck. They knew what those would be. So there's two more things that are really important. And then I'll give you some of the smaller details, which are significant in themselves, but uh, not the first things that would be asked. The, there's a big mouth drop coming, so stand by for that. The range. The standard range and the battery that comes as a standard battery is 230 miles. Quite respectable. That's what most cars do. Mm -hmm. The extended range is 300 miles. Which is really good if you're hauling things. Right. You know? Again, if you're hauling weight, there will be an on-screen app which will show you the weather conditions and the range the weight that you're hauling versus the range it can go. So you will know how far you can go taking into account the weather conditions and the weight you're pulling. It'll say you can travel 130 miles further with what you're pulling and the weather conditions. So it will tell you constantly how far you can go with what you're hauling because we know that pulling heavy weights will drain the battery. Right. And so Ford will be called out. They have put an app in there that will tell you that's amazing. And they and so people go, "Hey, your battery doesn't work very well over towing this." They people will know instantaneously. So they are already ready for this. Well, and that'll calm the range anxiety down a little bit sure. for some people. But yeah. here's the big mouth drop. Uh-huh. The starting price of this yes, vehicle. Yes. That is a is big mouth drop. $39,972. $74. Before any tax credits. Right. And Ford is still eligible unlike um No, that's entry level. Unlike entry level. Before tax and delivery before tax and delivery um that that's before $7,500 tax credit which Chevrolet and Tesla are not eligible for currently we're hoping that our president will extend that 
we don't know. And that doesn't include any state, city, um, or local tax credits that you could be eligible for. In Oregon, you could technically be eligible for a further 5000 depending on your income level. In Washington, in Illinois, you could be, depends. Yeah. You have to find out. You can look it up quite easily um, from your local DMV, from your local tax authority. Google that. Google that. <laughs> I know Oregon because I looked it up recently <laughs> for somebody else. So uh, I think you have to earn under 83000 to get an extra 2500 and then the state does an extra 2500 um, Washington State, you know, Illinois, it, it depends exactly where you live. If you live in Snoqualmie, if you live in Seattle, it'll be different. <laughs> yeah, what? nothing. Right. Okay. So you'll be eligible for different tax credits depending on where you live in Washington, Vancouver, wherever you live. Uh, you'll have... Seattle. Eight, yeah, which, which county you live in to, will you'll be eligible for different tax credits. So already, this is a bit more of a mouth drop, but... Let's talk about some of the features. Uh, first of all, well, because it's a skateboard design and has two motors in it, one between the front wheels and one between the back wheels, there is no motor up front. There is no engine up front. So it has a front trunk, a frunk. Yes. So this frunk opens, and in it you can store one checked piece of luggage and two carry-on pieces of luggage. It has six power plug-ins at the front. So six regular power plugs... Uh, four of those that you would plug in at your home, the three-pong plug, mm -hmm. and two USBs. It has a drain plug, so you can fill the front with ice and use it. You wouldn't call it a tailgate party. You'd call it a front gate party. You would call it a hot tub party. No, I don't think you want a hot tub in there. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> and, and it's a, a height enough where you can have kids load stuff in the front. Plus, cool. there's six ways to access it, including from your cell phone. You can open it from your cell phone. So if you have a neighbor that you want to give something to, you can open it for your neighbor to get into. They not, can't get into the cab of the vehicle. Interesting. So it's, it's cool. It has everything an F-150 has. 180-degree reclining seats, a gear shift that folds down so you can have the table in the front. But inside, it has a 15.5-inch uh, screen. Yeah, It has nice. access to 60,000 charging stations across the country it also can plan your route for you knowing how far you can go what charging stations you have to stop at where you have to stop at those charging stations it can pay for your charging stations directly from the screen inside with a uh, credit card that you've already put in i'm going to rush now it's running out of time i know it can has keep something going. called blue cruise yes. which is autonomous the most legally available autonomous driving system in the car. Hands off the wheel, feet off the pedals. It will drive for you. Um, you can find out more information at the Ford website. So autonomous driving. At the back, 11 power outlets to power your whole campsite, your work site, or your fun site. And get this, another mouth drop. Oh, by the way, it has all the things you'd expect at the back of your F-150, the pull-out step, the handrail, the spray and bed liner, everything that you'd normally get. And get this. We've experienced this in Texas, in Portland, in Seattle, in Chicago, power outages. This vehicle will power your home for three days if your power goes out. Plug your home in and it has enough power to power your home for three days. With Ford's new charging system, a dual charging system, you can plug it into your new home charging system and charge it from 15%, a home charger, 15% to 
to 100% in just eight hours. Now, I heard it's going to be built at the Rogue Factory as yes, well. Yes, they're investing $22 billion in the Rogue River Factory That's in Detroit on electrics alone. That's fantastic. I've, I've filled up your life with mouth-dropping stuff. More at Ford.com. More of our auto expert to come. Stand by. Mike Cradell is next. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Joining us is Mike Cadell. Mike has been driving the brand new Cadillac Escalade. And I think the tech in the Escalade has been billed as mouth dropping, but your opinion counts probably more than what Cadillac bill it as. So, how did you find it, Mike? Mouth dropping. Okay, good. I mean, that's a good <laughs> yeah, start. It is. Yeah, I'll tell you the Cadillac Escalade is one of the most advanced vehicles on the market. And I think as a journalist, we try and take two steps back and try and look at it from the standpoint of how does the consumer interpret the technology in the vehicle. And for this year, the, the Escalade, they've done a redesign actually on the chassis itself. Uh, so they've gone to independent rear suspension, which gives you more interior cargo capacity, which for that third row seat has always been kind of a, a pickle for anyone trying to climb in the back. So that from a functional performance standpoint is great. But it's the technology. They've got this OLED screen up front that literally spans the entire dashboard. It's about 76 inches of, of total space in, interior-wise with this vehicle, uh, which is really cool. Um, and there's three different touchscreens on it. But their, their Super Cruise technology is, is really what I wanted to talk about because I've, in the last three weeks, I've been in the Hyundai Sonata, the Hyundai Santa Fe, and, and now I, I've been in the Escalade. All three have forms of level two autonomous driving and and i gotta tell you both that that the technology boy is it coming around i mean even the the, the level two autonomy in the hyundai santa fe it would be 15 20 seconds of hands-free driving now it's up to a minute uh super cruise it's all retinal so the hyundai santa fe is based on hand input and the escalade cadillac technology is based on a retinal so it's watching your eyes you can go you know miles and miles and miles without having to worry about putting your hands on the wheel it's really cool and it's sort of based off mapping, isn't it? So it knows the roads before you get there, even though it uses level two autonomy. It looks at uh, the lines on the roads, but it also uh, it, it has it sort of mapped out. So it knows what's coming and it, it's prepared sort of way ahead of time. It's, it's prepared way ahead of time. And uh, I, I did a test, actually. I left it at about 3.45 in the morning from Atlanta to get some early morning open freeway time in the Santa Fe uh, to make my way back here to Nashville. And I was actually surprised when you speak of, of mapping that it's actually intuitive at night. Uh, that was what really surprised me the most was the ability with that Santa Fe to really be able to monitor the road uh, while I'm driving at night. That was that was pretty cool. Uh, with the Escalade, and, and you know I get asked quite a bit, which one, if I had to rank kind of in the world of autonomy, everyone wants to say Tesla first. Right. Um, but coincidentally, I think Tesla is much further down the list. I would say that the Super Cruise technology is, is number one uh, and kind of ahead by a long, a long shot in that number one category. It'll be interesting. I know you've been talking a lot about the Ford Lightning to see how Blue Cruise uh, stacks up against the Cadillac Super Cruise from that Ford Lightning. 
Yeah, and I think uh, Super Cruise has been around the longest, uh, and now it's filtered into the rest of General Motors vehicles. Um, and it's it's been, I think, around for probably three years or so. I like the idea. Does it have the lights on the steering wheel now that tells you if it's engaged or not? Yeah, so green, green, red, right? Green means go. Red means you better get your hands back on the steering wheel. So there's a nice big sensor, right? And it literally is from, it's from 10, 11 o'clock all the way over to 2, 3 o'clock. I mean, it's a nice big, uh, big green light that will pop up. But what's really cool is it can detect through your sunglasses. That is what's awesome. So it, it actually monitors your eyes. And when you have your glasses on, uh, it can detect whether your eyes are straightforward or not. And that is, that is really a cool feature. Do you find yourself trying to see how you can cheat it? Because I remember driving these before, like I was seeing, if I try and stare out the corner of my eye, look at the cows in the field, is it going to notice? Yeah, uh, I will I will actually take it a step further, and this is probably the biggest takeaway with both of these vehicles. This past two weeks, driving two back-to-back vehicles with the Level 2 Autonomy, it, for, the first, for the first time, I actually... And starting to become comfortable in the car that's kind of scary but it, but at the same time it's really cool like i actually am becoming comfortable i let the santa fe come to a complete stop uh in the middle of traffic and that was cool so i could let it come to a stop and uh, if it if it'll come to a, a quick stop it'll actually re-engage and keep going and mitigate in the middle of traffic so wow. i think the technology we are very very close to this becoming something very mainstream how, do your hands hover over the steering wheel and your foot hover over no. the brake just in case? No, <laughs> no. Like, I'm it's not there yet. The, the comfort level, the comfort level. Uh, even testing it from the standpoint of like, can I grab my cell phone? You can. Um, wow. Do I recommend it? Obviously not, but you can start to feel a little bit more relaxed. I I actually enjoyed the ability to use the adaptive cruise control. Even with my hands on the steering wheel, the adaptive cruise control, which will monitor the distance between me and the vehicle in front of me, was very, very useful. Because in traffic, you start getting a little nervous, right? right. I bet I've got no feet on the on the gas and brake, and I've got no hands on the steering wheel. It will do it, but having your hands on the steering wheel, I felt more comfortable keeping my feet off the gas and the brake. Right. I think uh, with definitely with a Cadillac Super Cruise, when you can cross your legs, do crisscross applesauce, which is not recommended, that's when you're really comfortable with it. That's when you're comfortable with it. Now, the, 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 big, the big difference between the two vehicles that I'm talking about is price. Yeah. So the Hyundai Santa Fe comes in just under $30,000. Now, that, that was starting price. The one loaded with all the stuff that I had was hovering closer to hovering closer to forty. Yeah. The starting price of the Cadillac Escalade doesn't even start until you get up to seventy six thousand dollars for the base model. The one that I test drove was one hundred eleven thousand dollars. So that's a, <laughs> that's a gap yeah. um, that is not attainable for the average consumer. But I will tell you that they sell out of Escalades every single year. Cadillac has done a magnificent job uh, marketing to that luxury crowd. They've yeah. done it with this vehicle. Um, I will tell you that if money was not an object, I would buy an Escalade. They're yeah. really great vehicles. Yeah, and this is and this comes from someone you're a you're a Lincoln fan too. You like the Navigator, so that's quite something. Oh, aviator all day, baby. Yeah. I will take an Aviator all day with that 3.5 liter twin turbo under the hood. Heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm driving the Nautilus right now too. I mean, I I do like a Lincoln. They've done a really really good yeah. job.
All right. Listen, Mike, it's always great to have you on the show. You can see Mike's video right now. His Sonata video is sitting up there at OurAutoExpert.com. Don't miss it because it's a really good review. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. Stand by. Anton Warman is next. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. This is our Auto Expert radio show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question. Just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Anton Wallman is an independent analyst and investor. You can find him at The Street and Seeking Alpha. Anton, it looks like Tesla are uh, stopping to starting to stop including certain elements in their cars. So the first thing to stop being included in the Tesla Model 3 and the Y is radar modules. Why is this? Well, Nick, so what's going on here, Nick, is that for years, up until probably early February of this year, uh, Elon Musk and Tesla were certainly touting both the current and, more importantly, their upcoming uh, improved features uh, and the importance of having a radar in their vehicles. And now suddenly, uh, uh, over the last uh, couple of months, um, uh, them touting these future capabilities uh, went kind of quiet. And then just this week, Elon Musk came out and said, you know, forget about the whole thing. We're not even going to include a radar in our cars all of a sudden because uh, we're going to train our cameras to do eventually a better job. Although from uh, the beginning, there you're going to lose a whole bunch of features such as the ability to do all of these uh, ad- ad- adaptive uh, safety um, uh, features such as uh, lane keeping assist and all of these other features uh, to do them as good as we can do today with our radar. So that will take some time to fix. But in the meantime, we're simply not going to be building in these radar hardware in our cars. And that came completely out of the blue, given they have spent years saying that this was all going to become so much better and the radar was so important. So indeed, Nick, why do you think that is that they are no longer going to include this hardware in their vehicles? So, I mean, there's three main guesses that I would have. I would think, first of all, maybe it's something to do with saving on semiconductors. My second guess would be cost um, because uh, they wouldn't be able to afford it to put it in there. And my third guess would be Elon's probably upset somebody somewhere. That would be my three guesses. Yeah, I mean, Tesla has been notorious, of course, in the past of paying its vendors very, very slowly. But uh, whatever the reason it did happen, it's pretty clear that there is a part shortage facing the industry and that somehow Tesla was running short on their radar and related components that are necessary to make the radars work properly. And and then they said, well, uh, you know, we can actually do a better job without them. Well, how convenient. So... Uh, I think this is uh, I think this is a really interesting case to say the least in terms of how an automaker does it. I mean, which automaker is going to suddenly say, you know what, we're running short on brakes and uh, seat belts. Let's let's make a, let's see if our car can do better without them. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was pretty scary. Has has anybody asked Tesla the reason for this, and did anybody get an answer? Uh, to the best of everything I have fine combed to date, the answer is no. There was an article in one of the major Asian trade rags that uh, had sources, uh, unidentified sources, that they claimed uh, said uh, had told them that um, Tesla was doing this because they just can't get the right parts. So 
Uh, take that for what it's worth. I tend to be a little skeptic about articles like that that have unidentified sources. But uh, I, I think the I think the truth here in this case is something that will eventually come out. But uh, I don't think we have a certain picture quite yet. Now, does this change anything to do with their safety ratings or anything to do with uh, the vehicles? Anything else in the vehicle? Was the radar used for any of the safety systems? This, the answer is yes, and it took uh, Consumer Reports almost uh, a three uh, blinkings of an eye in order to derate the Tesla Model 3 and Tesla Model Y in terms of uh, their rankings in this regard. So Consumer Reports was first out with a response to this, and uh, we'll see what comes uh, from others in, in due course. Now, a sort of a sub-question to this, obviously with the new Ford Lightning coming out, one of the things that uh, was most marked in the uh, comments on uh, my video was a lot of Tesla people saying, uh, you know, that they can, Ford are going to have trouble with the charging of, of the new Lightning. But obviously Ford have now have the largest charging network available to the Lightning with 60,000, access to 60,000 chargers, which can be paid for directly from the inside of the vehicle. Um, it's not free charging, which some other manufacturers offer. Um, that was the first thing that was most market about the vehicle. And the second thing is it actually comes in less expensive on its base model before tax and, uh, and delivery than the Model Y. Um, so this may be another thing that, you know, Tesla is, it puts a lot of pressure on the Cybertruck for Tesla. Even though the Cybertruck has supposedly three motors and this only has two, but, you know, the benchmark has been set for this, and as soon as the, a lot of the Tesla fans realized this, the silence became their retaliation. Well, there's price and there's cost, and those things may not be uh, related, Nick. Uh, clearly what's going on here inside Ford is that they have enormous targets to meet with respect to fleet average, uh, fuel emissions, and so forth. And what they're doing is clearly subsidizing the F-150 Lightning uh, so that uh, essentially uh, they are able to meet these targets. So it's pretty obvious that, test that Ford is selling the F-150 Lightning well below cost because the size of the battery that is going to be needed in order to get those range numbers that they uh, have come out with today uh, clearly indicates a very, very large battery that is larger than is necessary to propel a relatively lightweight and aerodynamic Tesla Model 3 or Tesla Model Y. Yeah. And uh, therefore, we can sort of impute here, and also given the overall size and capability and equipment of the rest of the vehicle, that uh, Ford is really taking a bath here if you're actually just counting the, the you, you know, the bill of materials, particularly the battery, but also some of the other components that go into this thing. So historically, Tesla has been playing this game saying, look, let's just come out with a crazy low price. And then <clears throat> eventually the car that we actually deliver will cost a whole lot more. Yeah. And now sort of Ford is coming in and yeah, I wouldn't quite call it beating Tesla at its, own, at its own game, but there's a little bit of that going on. Yeah, sort of playing the similar game as well. And, and I think a lot, of, right. a lot of automakers are now realizing, you know, they can play the same game, exactly the same game as Tesla. I mean, if Tesla can do it, we can do yeah, it. Yeah, they're slow to catch on, but, but they are, they're, they're getting there. And I think more importantly, in this case, the, the F-150 Lightning was just a well-thought-out design. I mean, we clearly haven't driven the vehicle yet, let alone put it in a side-by-side -side comparison with an existing truck or, or any other all-electric pickup truck. Those things will start happening in about six months from now. But I think that if you look at these things on paper and you look, you make the best assessment that you can, I think that I'm pretty bullish on the Ford in this case. I think 
think this one, they've really done some really uh, very intelligent design choices on a, on a multitude of levels. I think also they've opened themselves up to being able to be criticized, which I really like because they have the app on the inside on the large screen and the app um, allows you to see uh, under weather conditions and what the weight that you're towing, how long the battery will last. So everybody will be able to call Ford out. If, if the battery doesn't last under towing, you'll be able to know and you'll be able to know exactly how long it lasts. There'll be no guessing and math have to be done on the back of an envelope. You'll be able to see exactly uh, the, how long the battery is going to last. And, and I think they've, they've opened themselves up to criticism there. So I think that's very honest of them. Yeah, so all of the manufacturers of all electric pickup trucks are going to be made fun of plenty by testers who will then hook them up to very heavy and not so aerodynamic trailers and try to tow them up very steep mountain passes across the Rocky Mountains and so forth. The question is just to what extent that the expectations will be set more realistically up front, how predictable it will be. And the other thing that almost nobody's talking about is, is the charging stations, because in a normal vehicles, you pull up typically to one of these charging stations like a regular parking space. But if you're towing something, yeah. then you're talking about a very different animal. Having this big thing behind you, what do you do? Unhook the trailer yeah. and then put that somewhere to the side? That's a big logistical problem here that all of the uh, auto manufacturers, not just Tesla, not just Ford, but every, all of them are going to have to deal with in due course. Right. I mean, and this is something that Alex on Autos has been mentioning. I mean, he says that, that in Santa Clara, where in the area he lives in, there is only one charging station you can pull into with a charger. And of course, until now, trucks haven't been something that we've had to had to do so i can see a whole spurt of new truck charging stations coming uh in in the future as well which is something yeah uh, well, i mean look at the regular uh diesel and gasoline fueling stations at, at the at the big interstate freeways uh you know you have almost like special stations to where the 18 wheelers the class a trucks pull in because when when they pull in there you can't just mix them with the regular automobiles because otherwise it's a whole mess because uh, the spacing of the actual stations and and so forth yeah. and the canopies above them uh height restrictions and so forth so this is going to have to be um transposed into the all electric environment here very very quickly and i don't think anybody's really gotten started on it in any meaningful degree whatsoever I think the other thing that's also interesting to note is that Ford say they are still making the hybrid, the uh, di the the hybrid, the diesel, and the gas. And if this electric isn't what you want, you still have the opportunity to buy those. Whereas we've obviously heard from Chevrolet that they're uh, from GM that their plan is to go all electric by 2035. And Ford haven't really announced. Well, that, uh, you know. G GM has has they said they have some sort of ambition to maybe be there by then. But I think that the reality is going to be that they're going to have to adapt to, yeah. uh, uh, you know, when the map doesn't fit the ground, the ground <laughs> wins. And I think Ford has pretty much said up front that uh, let's be a little bit agnostic on, on where, where, where the consumer will land among these choices. And let's not foreclose on anything just because we want to be uh, preemptively politi politically correct here, but rather let's just state up front that we're going to give people as much choice as they can for as long a period of time as possible. And clearly uh, GM has made a different, slightly more political statement. 
That is the best uh, quote that I've heard in my lifetime. When the when the map doesn't meet the meet, you know meet the ground, the ground wins. That's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I wish I could see almost you know fifteen twenty years into the future and see what it looks like. But it was almost sounds like you know everybody's got these crystal balls and they're all predicting different futures. And it's going to be super interesting to see where everything falls um, because I don't think anybody has a true grasp of how things are going to look in the well, future. Well, there are two titanic shifts that are meeting. On the one hand, you have have a regular consumer demand, whatever that happens to be. And on the other Teutonic shift that meets it is basically the Teutonic yeah. plate that, that yeah. butts up against it yeah. are yeah. simply the regulatory TikToks. And those are, as we all know, uh, somewhat arbitrary. All right. Anton Woolman, you can read him at the street in Seeking Alpha. We love having him on the show. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. OurAutoExpert.com is also another home. Endless fun, hours of it for the whole family. I'm Nick Miles along with a truck girl, Jen. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You as well, Jen, right? Of course. Daily. 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 I read so much stuff daily. Yeah, you do, actually. Yeah, I'm a research freakazoid. More, more articles than <laughs> uh, anyone I know. Yeah. Um, so a lot of interesting stuff happening in the news uh, recently. And uh, I've been, you know, I've been doing radio news stories every single day. Amelia Island was the beginning, the first of seven major auto shows returning to the United States. Um, the big ones, there are lots of locals, San Diego, um Seattle will be coming back, uh, as well as Chicago, New York, Detroit, L.A. Are you excited? I can't. I kind of am. Uh, some of them will be smaller than others. Chicago's July fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to be able to go to that, but it seems that it was the trigger was pulled very quickly on Chicago. Uh, I know that that lightning will be there. Excited about that. Um, I'm still hoping to be able to go there. We usually do live TV from Chicago Auto Show. For, right. um, of course, all of our Chicago listeners will know that uh, um, I will be with uh, Pat and Paul, um, Larry and Robin from uh, WGN. Uh, you'll see me as a regular on WGN, uh, one of my favorite stations, of course. Um, our listeners in Portland know me from Fox 12. My uh, uncle used to watch you on, on WGN. Yes. Yeah. Yep. When I told him who you were, he was like, oh, that's the guy on the TV. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. 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 I mean, it's funny. You know, everywhere I go in the country, um, people know me from their local TV station. <laughs> Did I tell you the story about Indianapolis? I think so, but if you'd like so, to. So, yeah, I'd like to tell yeah. you again because it's one of my favorite stories. Uh-huh. And just my head just got a little larger. I know. Um, so <laughs> I was shopping in a supermarket in uh, in Indianapolis. Yeah, And uh, I go to the, each station. I try to very hard to go to each of my TV stations. I'm on Fox 59 if you're an Indianapolis listener. And uh, I was shopping at my Indianapolis. Uh, just I was staying at a just a, a regular like uh, motel mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. And I was shopping at the local Kroger store. And uh, I don't usually eat out at restaurants. I tend to go to the grocery store and buy you know some fruits and veggies and stuff you just usually in the packages and right so eat them overnight um some and snacks yeah sort of sort of but just i try healthy to eat healthy snacks. you know like a banana and an apple and <clears throat> you know, maybe some veggies dip or something yeah 
sometimes I'll get the hotel rooms where you have a little kitchen so you can make a little something something and uh, <laughs> and so I'm just in the aisle and and my eyes aren't as good as they used to be like 15 years ago and so I was looking on the uh, on the aisle and I stepped back and as I stepped back this gentleman and his wife were coming down the aisle with their cart and I stepped right in front of their cart <laughs> and you know that's like a really rude thing to do but I didn't see them as right. well and I'd step back to look at the aisle and I was looking for I think whole wheat um, tortillas and <laughs> I stepped back in the aisle right now I'm like oh I'm so sorry and I stepped forward again and go around them and they went past me and the guy like stopped <laughs> and he slowly turned and looked at me and he goes Nick Miles and I went oh boy this is weird. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not in downtown. I'm in like I'm in like 15 miles out. The TV station, the TV station, Fox 15, uh, 59 is like 15 miles. You know, maybe not quite that far. Maybe 10 miles outside the city. And I'm like, yes, this is. You never know quite how yeah. these things are going to turn out. Mm -hmm. This is be good or bad. And he was an African American gentleman, and he was probably in his 50s uh, with his lovely wife. And I said, yes, and he goes. From the TV, I'm like, yes. He's like, are you from California? What are you doing in Indianapolis? <laughs> I'm and surprised I'm like, he didn't ask if you're really that tall. <laughs> no. no, I wasn't with you. So, <laughs> so, so he goes, what are you doing in Indianapolis? I said, well, I'm, I'm on the TV in the morning. He goes, you are? Oh my, I'm such a fan. And oh, that's He's so like, sweet. I watch you in the mornings. And he shook my hand and he introduced me to his wife who couldn't give a damn, I'm pretty sure. She was <laughs> totally uninterested in who I was. But it was so heartwarming and touching. Like, just not the being recognized stuff, but the, the fact that he stopped and said hello and just such a beautiful man. Yeah. I mean... Like I wanted to invite him back to the hotel room for some veggies and fruit, but it's probably <laughs> completely inappropriate. But he was just so wonderful, That's and good. Uh, just he was lovely. And uh, those are the you know those are the moments. That yeah, just make it all worth it. Just completely worth it. I thought you were going to tell the story about where you were walking down and they uh, wanted to talk sports with you. Oh yeah, well that happens. <laughs> Because of being on Fox Sports. Yeah, and your I eyes went, to, uh, what? I usually wear the jackets for Fox Sports. Yeah. I stopped doing that because people will run down the aisle, like run down the terminals in airports. Mm -hmm. You know how many times guys have run after me in terminals yes. and airports and asked me, like, why did they trade? Why did they trade so and so? That was a stupid. That I've never seen anybody do anything so stupid as trading him. We've dropped three points. And I'm yeah. like, Dude, and and well, if you really know I'm Nick, you just guy. don't talk sports with yeah, them I'm at like, all. I'm like the car guy. I uh -huh. mean, I know a little basketball, a little baseball, mm. football, forget it. Um, the only you know. time you talked about football is when you actually met one of the Steelers and you called me and said, oh, my God, there's a Steeler person here. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> he could care less. I'm like, what? And to be honest with you, I was at some dinner the other day and not the other day, but a while. But you know who this yes. is, right? I was at some Toyota dinner. And they made a big deal. The president of Toyota came over to me and said, we're going to sit you next to this NASCAR driver. Yeah. And 
and like <gasps> they made a place for me and they had him come sit next to me and introduced me and uh, they were like oh we're gonna sit in next to you and i'm like i have no idea who this is but i had him sign something for jen yeah exactly <laughs> and, and i was, was like, like uh... jen's like melting in the seat and i'm like i don't know who this guy is and we talked about how much weight he lost in mm -hmm. the race and then he having to pee in a bottle yeah, <laughs> which was really probably not a radio conversation, but it was like one of the things that has to happen when you're in an NASCAR race. I mean, you have to relieve yourself, and it was yeah, you know, it was difficult for him to have to do that. And, and he got he, that, he called me. It's like, guess who I sat next to? I'm like, no way. Yeah. Who was it? I can't remember. You can't either now, can you? Yeah, it's the Eminem guy. <laughs> the Eminem guy. Yeah. See, I'm uh, drawing Jen's, a blank now. See the Jens into NASCAR that much? No, I used <laughs> to be a lot. Um, yeah, well, that's hey, this is no, but, well, we he's a controversy got, guy. Yeah, the controversy Eminem guy. That's who oh. Jen is. That's who I sat next to. This is what happens Drives when you get Toyota. old. Drives for Toyota. I, I know. This yeah, is what happens when you get old. Right, can't the phone's lighting up now. One minute. There we go. Uh, you got one minute to remember, Jen. Uh, yeah, keep way, talking. BMW have found a really great way to continue producing cars. Uh, they are deleting some of the options on their vehicles that, that consumers aren't interested in having. Uh, I thought this was really clever, So, uh, which will save on some of their um, semiconductors. So one of the things that... Who is it? It was Kyle. Wasn't it Kyle Busch? Yeah, I think it was, it was Kyle, Kyle Busch. Bush. It was Kyle Yeah, Bush. him and his brother. Um, yeah. So they, are, they kick open tailgate. That you kick open... They're, they're deleting that out of their vehicles because consumers aren't really interested in it and it'll save on semiconductors so they'll be able to keep producing cars. OurAutoExpert.com is where you can see all the videos and uh, listen to all of the podcasts are down there and read great articles. We'll be back again next week because you love listening to about Kyle Busch stories. <laughs> we'll be back next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.